0: This is the Tom Bigby Tales. I'm Shannon Evans, and I'm your host. I write about a small town in Mississippi in the northeast corner along the Tom Bigby River called Columbus. Today's episode is about two Civil War generals who are buried in Friendship Cemetery in Columbus. The first one is William Barksdale, a political firebrand. General William Barksdale was born in Rutherford County, Tennessee in 1822. He was orphaned at the age of 13 and is believed to have moved to Columbus, Mississippi initially to live with an uncle. He was a graduate of the University of Nashville at a very young age and then studied law in Columbus before sitting for the bar successfully before the age of 21. Barksdale would marry Narcissa saunders from louisiana in 1849 on his return from the war in uh, mexico she brought with her 20 enslaved people horses mules and a wagon of household goods they made their home on his plantation and had a total of 36 enslaved people near the present day alabama line in new hope in the new hope area Prior to his marriage, Barksdale served with the Second Mississippi Volunteers in the Mexican War. He was heavily influenced to join by the firebrand, Alexander McClung, a notorious dueler. Barksdale saw action in many skirmishes and at the Battle of Monterey. After the war, Barksdale returned to Columbus, where he was the publisher and the editor of the Columbus Democrat, where he wrote many articles and editorials on the presentation of states' rights. In 1851, he was made a member of the state convention and went to Maryland to the, to the Democratic Convention, and two years later, he was elected as representative to Congress as a pro-slavery Democrat. When Mississippi seceded from the Union, he left his seat in Congress and took a command position as a colonel in the 13th Regiment of the Mississippi Volunteers. They and he saw action in Virginia he quickly rose to Brigadier General. Barksdale was considered larger than life on the battlefield. He was a large, imposing figure on a horse. He was said to look more like he was pushing the horse than the horse was carrying him. He had a booming voice and a shock of white, unruly hair flowing out from under his hat in battle. He saw action at the First Battle of Bull Run, the Peninsula Campaign at Harper's Ferry, Maryland Heights, Battle of Antietam, Fredericksburg, Chancellorsburg, Chancellorsville, and finally Gettysburg. It was at Gettysburg where he was in command of the third brigade of Jubal Early's division where Barksdale was mortally wounded. He was on his horse leading his men in an assault on Longstreet's charge in the peach orchard when he was first shot in his knee then his left foot. Finally with his back to the enemy encouraging his men to rally he was shot in the back and a huge hole appeared in his chest piercing his lungs. He was carried to the Joseph Hummelbach farmhouse on the edge of the battlefield, where he told his aide, I am killed. Tell my wife and children I died fighting at my post. He died the next day and was buried in the farmhouse yard. His wife would go to Gettysburg and have him dug up and brought home to Mississippi, where he is buried in Greenwood Cemetery in Jackson. A cenotaph was then placed in the Columbus Military Section in Friendship Cemetery by the United Daughters of the Confederacy. The other general that we're going to uh, hear about tonight wasn't actually a general ever. He was a colonel, and he was a bit, a bit of a uh, of a firebrand also. His name was William Barty Wade, and he was born in Bedford County, Virginia in 1823. He was the son of Pascal and Francis Barton Wade. And the Wades were very prosperous slave owners um, who descended from Isaac Wade, a Revolutionary War veteran. In 1835, Wade's father moved to Columbus in Lowndes County. And during the Mexican War, Wade enlisted, enlisted in the 1st Mississippi Regiment, rising to lieutenant of Company K and distinguishing himself at the Battles of Monterey and Buena Vista. Returning to Lowndes County, he married and he became a prosperous planter and a Whig. Wade was elected state representative in 1854, but he only served one term. He was also captain of the local militia company. Upon the secession of Mississippi, William Wade raised a company called the Lowndes Southerns, which was sent along with six other companies to Pensacola, Florida. On January 17, 1861, Wade was elected lieutenant colonel of the regiment organized from these companies. The regiment was mustered out in February of 1861, and Wade reverted to Captain of the Southerns, redesignated Company D, 10th Mississippi Infantry. The 10th served at Pensacola in 1861 and at the Battle of Shiloh. Upon the May 1862 reorganization of the army, Wade was not re-elected captain. On July 17, 1862, he was elected colonel of the 8th Confederate Cavalry, formed by the consolidation of three battalions of Alabama and Mississippi Cavalry. Wade led the 8th in the fight at Boonville, Mississippi on July 1st of 1862. Later, the regiment was transferred to the Army of Tennessee and participated in the Kentucky Campaign and the Tennessee Campaigns of 1862 and 1863. Wade usually commanded a cavalry brigade in Tennessee in the latter year. Perhaps his most notable exploit was the capture on January 13, 1863, of three steamers and a gunboat on the Cumberland (laughs) River. One week after this raid, Wade, now commander as senior colonel of a cavalry brigade, received a letter informing him that his wife was dangerously ill. He applied for immediate leave to return home, and leave was granted with the proviso that when it expired in 15 days, he was to report to the Army of Tennessee's Conscript Bureau. For the next three months, Wade headed the East Mississippi subdepartment of that bureau. When Wade returned to the army, his division commander brought him before a board of examination, and when Wade flunked the, flunked the exam, suspended him from command. However, the division commander failed to follow proper procedure for the suspension, and Wade won reinstatement to command. He led a brigade in Kelly's division after the Battle of Chickamauga. His his career with the cavalry corps of the army of tennessee came to an abrupt end in october of 1863 when major general joseph wheeler who commanded the cavalry corps arrested wade for being intoxicated while facing the enemy pending trial wade was ordered by wheeler who admired him as a gallant though intemperate officer to the rear on sick leave wade never rejoined his regiment in 1864 wade now in virginia led a mixed home guard reserve force guarding bridges on the strategic south side railroad wade was then transferred to mississippi and given command of a bridge of chalmers division in forest cavalry. he won universal praise as a very brave and determined officer who was also always distinguished for gallantry and good conduct in action on December 27, 1864, during the Tennessee campaign, Wade was again wounded. Reverting to regimental command, Wade led the 8th in Mississippi in 1865. He was paroled from the military at Columbus, Mississippi as a colonel in May, on May 17th, 1865. After the war was over, Wade returned to Columbus. In 1866, he got into an altercation with the Union-occupying forces of Reconstruction who were bothering the local ladies. According to family sources, Wade shot seven Yankee soldiers before a northern bullet shattered his arm. The townspeople carried Wade to the Gilmer Hotel, where three days later, vengeful Union soldiers took him from his sickbed and threw him out the window, killing him instantly. It was said of Wade that after going through two wars, he died a martyr's death, defending the womanhood of his hometown. Wade is buried in Friendship Cemetery in Columbus. On his tombstone, it calls him general. However, he was never a general. He was just called that by his friends. He led as a colonel a brigade of cavalry during the last year of the war. He was briefly a general in the state militia before the war, which rank perhaps has caused this confusion. That is the story of the general, William Barty Wade, buried in Friendship Cemetery. I want to thank you for coming to my uh, podcast. If you want to learn more about Columbus's vast and varied history, If you'd like to learn more about these generals and others like them, as well as about the homes and the various other characters of Columbus who were not thrown out of hotel windows, (laughs) like and follow the Historic Home Tours of Columbus, Mississippi, Facebook page, and then follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast, The Tom Bigby Tales. Until next time.